Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Wednesday and welcome to yet another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. Yeah, another podcast coming your way, coming at you like Cleopatra. I don't even know what that means. But we start the podcast with James White, Jim to his mates, and Katie Price's ex-husband, Simon Emma Jordan. They were joined live on the show by the World Cup and Champions League winner, Fernando Torres. He was honest about his time in England and downfalls at Stamford Bridge. And also had his say on the current Liverpool and Chelsea sides. What a fantastic guest he was. I think they are building a fantastic team, not, not just for this season, but for the future. As you can see that Frank uh, can manage a, a young squad. He did last season in a brilliant way. So I'm sure they're going to be close. I don't know if they're still ready to, to compete against uh, Liverpool or Man City, but they will be close. Hopefully they, they can fight the, the Premier League title until the end. But I still see Liverpool a bit stronger than uh, maybe Man City and, and Chelsea. He turns towards his players. His players dance with him and he thrusts the trophy, the Premier League trophy into the air Liverpool's 19th title so happy, so happy because they really deserve and uh, I was especially happy for the supporters I know how important it was for them winning the Premier League, uh, even they won the Champions League the year before and obviously that's a huge achievement but uh, once you play for Liverpool and you are in contact with the people you know how important it was for them to win the Premier League back and after 30 years they did it and they did it in a, in a brilliant way so I'm so happy for all of them and I'm sure with the squad they have uh, they will win, they will win more, more Premier Leagues in the, in the next years. Looking for Torres through the middle great chance Torres oh what a miss oh that's extraordinary Arriving in a club like that, full of, of stars, in the middle of the season, is difficult to, to fit in. And in the seasons after that, it's just uh, because I did very, very bad six first months. And after everybody was remembering that first six months, and even if I was playing good, if I did not score goal, and, and you know all the, the blames uh, were on mine. So I always said it was my fault. I was uh, old enough to to find solutions, and I didn't do it. I'm happy because I moved. I won the trophies that I wanted. I played really good football, but I didn't do every weekend. So in any big club in the world, if you don't perform every weekend, uh, it's not enough. Now time to check in with The Breakfast Show and the wonderful Laura Woods, Ali McCoist and Jamie O'Hara. And is Jamie going on a rant about his old club and their recruitment tactics and even that Amazon documentary. 
I think it's the most average team I've seen in a long time. I mean, the performance the other day was pathetic. What are Spurs doing? What are they as a team? What tactically are they pressing? Are they dropping off? Are they compact? Are they free flowing? There was just absolutely no identity in anything that they did. It was one of the worst performances I've seen in a long time, and it was they they, they looked so average. Levy got away with it for years because he had Pochettino, who got the best the absolute best out of them players and then all of a sudden it got to the point where you know a manager's time was up he wasn't getting backed he lost interest because he knew that the club needed to invest and he wasn't getting the players that he wanted so he kind of got disheartened and it didn't quite happen but they have absolutely got away with it for, for such a long time and Mourinho is not the manager who's going to get the best out of an average group of players. I think the recruitment has been absolutely shocking. They haven't upgraded on any single player that's left the club. Every single player in the team, and I'll, I'll go through that 11, there's only two players that Spurs have got who would say are, are, are anywhere near world class, and that's Harry Kane and Son. Everyone else is completely average. You know, Doherty come in, I thought he'd done all right, but he's being left... Uh, exposed Eric Dyer, you know, because he plays so high up, Doc. He plays like a wing back. And in the centre half, Eric Dyer, who's got no pace, looked like he had a caravan on his back. Is I'm thinking, what are they doing? Like, seriously, what are they doing? This is Tottenham Football Club. And I think the All or Nothing documentary gave me a false sense of hope. Thinking, oh, you know, Mourinho's a nice guy. This, he's going to pull it out of him. He's going he's gonna to make it happen. And I, now I'm looking at it and I'm looking between the lines. I'm thinking, this is this is terrible. This is a bad side. And staying with Tottenham, Talksport understands that Spurs have held talks with Real Madrid over a possible move for Gareth Bale. My goodness. Alex Crook, the transfer guru, broke the news on Jim and Simon's show. We're hearing this lunchtime that Tottenham are plotting a potential homecoming for the WoW superstar. I think that toothless performance against Everton really highlighted just how badly uh, Jose Mourinho needs extra options in attack. We know Real Madrid are open to letting Bao leave. I think the relationship there is broken beyond repair. And we understand Spurs are interested in a possible loan deal with the Spanish Giants paying a big chunk of his £600,000 a week wages. Uh, Bao himself is also aware that Manchester United have got him on their long list of options if they can't get the Jadon Sancho deal over the line. But the fact that Spurs have already held tentative talks with Real probably gives them the edge at the moment. And I think there's been a bit of misreporting on this. I think wrongly it's been claimed that Gareth Bale is happy just to sit on his contract and spend his days on various golf courses. Sounds lovely, doesn't it? But I think there is a desire now to play regular football, not least, of course, because he's got a big summer ahead next year with Wales and the European Championships. I don't think Gareth Bale is the answer to Tottenham's ales. That's a band-aid over a bigger sore. Tottenham have got far more problems just putting Gareth Bale into their into their starting eleven to get themselves where they need to go to. And they haven't replaced, they haven't repaired, they haven't replaced Carl Walker, they haven't replaced other players that have gone out with anything better. The argument of Danny Rose has festered in such a point where he doesn't even get a look in. Why would Gareth Bale, as a footballing decision, not a money decision, because no transfer fee involved here, it's not going to be an increase in his wages because it can't possibly be, right? What footballing decision brings Gareth Bale back to Tottenham Hotspur? Really? Because he wants to play for Jose Mourinho? I don't think so. Or because Tottenham are likely to be knocking on the door of the Champions League? I don't think so. So what brings Gareth Bale back to Tottenham? This is the Tottenham fullback Ben Davis. 
or a Davies. I suppose it's Davies, isn't it? Although we all say Ben Davies. If you say it quickly, you can't you can't quickly say Davies. Ben Davies. Who she can? Forget that. Anyway, he too was talking to Talksport. Oh, more Spurs players. Don't worry, Arsenal fans. There's news of Pierre Enrico Bamiyang coming up in just a moment. But first, staying with Ben Davis, he told James Savundra that despite a poor start to the new season, he's confident they can improve in the games ahead. Obviously, it was a tough game for us. We wanted to start better this season. We know we've got a lot of things to improve on going forward from here. So luckily, we've got a lot of matches coming up that gives us a chance to rectify that. Tottenham nil, Everton one. Dominic Calvert-Lewin on the end of a pinpoint Luca Dina free kick on the left-hand side, rose over everybody else and put a powerful header behind Hugo Lloris. What in particular do you think you need to improve on? Jose spoke after the game, he spoke about maybe a lack of pressing, but what do you think went wrong and what do you think you need to, to work on? As a player, you go out there with a with a game plan and against Everton, I don't think we played our best football, but as players, you just have to put your trust in the manager. We've worked hard in training this week. We're going to put everything we've got out on the field against Southampton. It's, uh, it's the manager's decision who's going to play, who's not going to play. He puts us ready to play and we have full faith in him that we're going we're gonna to win the games coming up. And it's easy to jump to conclusions after just one game, but is there still a real belief in this squad that you can achieve your targets this season? Yeah, 100%. We know we have a good squad of players here. We've got a manager who's proven at the top level. Like I said, we're prepared to, to give everything now to, to react strongly after the game against Everton we know it wasn't what we wanted but we have a lot of games coming up like I said and uh, if we can get on a good run hopefully that can uh, that can help our momentum Time now to check in with uh, well me actually on Andy Goldstein Sports Bar alongside the old Moonface who was back Jason Candy yeah alongside me on my show possibly looking back at the evening's Carabao Cup matches I don't really know I'm recording this whilst they're going on so let's see what producer Tom has put into this podcast Can he be their hero here? If he saves this, Bournemouth are through. And he does save it! And the championship side of beaten Premier League Crystal Palace. Luka Milivojevic, Palace's regular penalty taker, outwitted by Begovic. I'll just quickly rattle through a few of the big hitters. So Newcastle beat Blackburn by a to West Ham beat Charlton 3-0. I thought that could be a potential banana skin or mm-hmm. potato skin, I think Frank Bruno once called it. But anyway... <laughs> Uh, Leighton Orient is stuck in my mind. Just ever so quickly, Gareth Bale linked now to move back yep. to North London and or Manchester United. He can't play for both, obviously. Mm. Um, what do you think? How do you think this will play out, this scenario? Do you know what? I get the feeling that Real Madrid are starting to see sense and they're now starting to think we we cannot have another 12 months of Gareth Bale being at this football club and not taking part and not in, not having any input whatsoever. Clearly the manager doesn't feel he's good enough or certainly have the qualities he wants to be in that team. Mm. Some, I've said this for a while. Move him on. Either pay him up his contract or make an offer that he cannot refuse and say, here we go, two years of your contract, £600,000 a week or there or thereabouts, do a deal. And if they can now pay up a chunk of those wages every single week and either Spurs or someone else picks up the rest of that and they believe they're getting that player for, for a wage they're prepared to pay for, everyone wins. <laughs> Oh, good work, Tom. That's some of the best stuff you've put into this podcast today. Adrian Durham and Darren Goff reacted to the breaking news on Drive that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang have signed a new deal at Arsenal, much to the delight of many Gunners fans, and rightly too. However, Adrian was, of course, unimpressed with the new deal. What? What's he talking about now? 
He's come out and said, I want to become an Arsenal legend, which is a bit weird. I mean, I, I think that if, of all your ambitions, surely you should be saying, especially when you're at his age, I want to be winning the Champions League or I want to be winning the Premier League title. Being an Arsenal legend, I mean, you've got a lot of work to do if you're going to get anywhere near the Tony Adams stroke Thierry Henry levels. It's going to be an extraordinary couple of years for Aubameyang. And having, in his full seasons, he's finished fifth and eighth. So he's, he's firing the goals, but he's not exactly firing the goals in any particular direction. So forgive me for not being OTT like some Arsenal fans are being right now. It's positive news, but there's a lot of other things that need to be in place before this becomes uh, something really special, surely. And as Goffey just rightly said... Nobody else was willing to pay Aubameyang what Arsenal are paying him. What does that tell you? I mean, surely you can't ignore that fact. What does that tell you? Is it their loss and your gain? There was news of another big contract extension. This time, Aston Villa's Jack Grealish signing a new deal at his boyhood club. You'll hear from Adrian Durham with his take on the news. But first, the Villa legend Gabby Agbonlahor on Jim White and Simon Jordan's show. This isn't a saga that you look at Lionel Messi, for instance. This isn't that. This is Jack wanting to be at Villa. He's never said he wanted to leave. He's always wanted to be at the club that he loves, the club that you're captain of. I mean, I was captain of Aston Villa. It's a massive club. You're a Villa fan from young. Why wouldn't you? You know, He'll be going to the season now, buzzing, his future sorted. He's captain of this club. And he'll want to bring the team to higher. He'll want to start challenging for the um, the top six, the top four with Aston Villa. And I just hope the club can back him in a transfer window over the next couple of years and bring in the players to bring Aston Villa to where they deserve to be and where they should be. Grealish, who strikes oh. it right-footed brilliantly and scores what surely is the winning goal. The day he has signed a two-year contract extension which will keep him at the club till 2025 Aston Villa 2 Burton Albion 1 He basically retires from any chance of playing in a Champions League final by committing the rest of his uh, main career you know he'll, he'll be this is the peak of his career now 25 onwards mm. peak of his career He's, he's, he's staying at Aston Villa unless he produces performances that inspire a bigger oh, club yeah. that are challenging for honours to fork out the amount Aston yeah. Villa would require to release him from his contract <laughs> Burnley manager Sean Dyche has been speaking to Tuxball ahead of their Carabao Cup game with Sheffield United on Thursday at Turf Moor or Turf's Day. No, that doesn't even work. He told James Savindra that he doesn't get envious of Chris Wilder's recruitment despite ongoing financial challenges at Burnley. No, there's no envy. You know, I've been here long enough to know how we operate. Um, it's an ongoing challenge, uh, particularly with the finances. Um, We've made it made sense. We'll have to try and do that again uh, going forwards. But no, there's no envy. You know, these clubs are running whatever way they see fit, whatever way their owners see fit. They have invested quite heavily last season and this season. But why wouldn't they? If they've got the money available, then they want to, they're back in the Premier League. They've done a really, really strong season last year and done fantastically well. Then they want to try and build on that. That's just the way it goes in their model, their business model, if you like. Ours is different here. It doesn't always work like that, as we know. So every season's a restart and every season's a new challenge. In your time as Burnley manager, there's always been speculation around some of your key players. I think the Michael Keane situation seemed to go on for a, a long period of time. This situation with James, has it changed him at all? Have you noticed any, any change in his demeanour? Because he seems to be the player this summer, at least from a Burnley point of view, who's attracting a lot of speculation. Actually, the longest one was Danny Ings. Uh, Danny Ings made every press conference, I think, for about 14 years. Um, so he's the longest ongoing. I think I'm surprised he didn't ask me about it now, you know, because he scored some goals last year. You know, what do you think? Is he going to leave? 
They used to ask me incessantly every single week. So he's definitely the longest one. So Tark's in comparison is nothing. You know, you've only asked me 400 times in the last week. Compared to Danny Ings, that's like 10%. So yeah, it's no drama to me, trust me. It's not my first world go dealing with players being linked elsewhere. All players being linked to us. Now, time to talk a bit of cricket. And ahead of the third one-day international between England and Australia at Old Trafford, both all-rounder Chris Wokes and Aussie head coach Justin Langer have been looking ahead to the deciding match. We've come here with no cricket under our belt. We've put up a good fight so far. We're in a position to win the series, but for not one millisecond are we taking England lightly. We can't. I mean, they're a very, very, very good team. They keep coming at us with bat and ball. They're good in the field. So it's a really good point. We do respect them enormously, and we'll certainly have to do that again if we're going to win the game in the series. Wicked in the second over. Work strikes, Vernon Philander top-edging a leg-side push. Well, what a great start from England. They've just been saying it's the right two bowlers to be bowling Wood and Wokes. Whenever you're playing against Australia, you want to win. Um, there's always enough on the line as it is playing against them. And I think it would be really good for us to, to finish this summer on a high, hopefully. You know, it's been, been tough for everyone involved. Obviously, you know, you guys as well. Um, and it's just been great for, to get cricket on the screens for people to watch and you know, for us as an England team we've, we've had some really good success as well so it'd be really nice to finish on a high And don't forget John Norman will provide updates of course he will throughout the day on TalkSport and we finish the podcast back with The Breakfast Show with Jamie O'Hara Andy Townsend all talking about Kepper the Blues goalkeeper Under the biggest of pressure in the biggest of games in the most serious moments, I wouldn't trust him, and I, and I think he might he might come up a bit short. So that's just the, the way I see it, and from what I've watched of him up to now, you know those goals that are going in from distance, and it's the same kind of goal that keeps he keeps getting done with. You know yeah. those shots from outside the box, whether he's too tight to his time, whether he's not anticipating, not ready, I don't know. But it's not something, this isn't new. This is a little bit of a familiar theme for this young man. And no one wants to see the kids suffer. You all want to see him do well, but you can't wait. I mean, the lad has to go. If Chelsea want to get in the top four, they need to get rid of Kepa. When you watch it in real time, you think, oh, it's a good finish. But actually, when you watch it back, he's gone underneath him. I mean, he's, he's literally got the old saying in football is he's got chocolate wrists you know it's ridiculous every time a ball goes near him it just goes underneath him it goes through him I mean it's it's almost embarrassing Well, that's it for another podcast thing. Before I go, let me tell you about two live games of football you can hear across the TalkSport network. If you stay on TalkSport at 7.45, you'll hear live comms of the Carabao Cup second round clash as Leeds United take on Hull. And if you want to flick over to TalkSport 2, you can, but not before 8.15, because that's when you can hear live commentary of Everton against Salford City. That's it. I'm back with another one of these Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast at the same time whenever you get this one. Just make sure you press subscribe and then you get it in the morning. You don't even have to lift a finger until you need to press play. Anyway, hope you enjoyed it. I'm back tonight at 10pm for more Sports Bar action. Until then, thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. 
The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.